Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at joefresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend. What happens at Coachella does not stay at Coachella. Live with Kelly and Mark is too hot for daytime. Nickelback is back. Don't turn this off. And I phoned the man who literally freed Britney to tell all about her new tell-all. This was such a huge injustice to Britney. It's Jesse Bitch, and Phone a Friend starts now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Kripschick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Kripschick, and I did not go to Coachella. Jason, my producer, did you go to Coachella? I did not. He did not. I did not. We did not. And I'm just going to assume if you're listening to this, you did not either. So today, I'm going to tell you what you missed. Plus, Britney Spears is finally releasing a tell-all book that is said to, quote, shake the world. So who am I calling? The literal number one Britney fan, okay? The man who started the hashtag Free Britney movement and essentially freed Britney. I mean, single-handedly, Jason, we can, we can go ahead and say that. I'd go ahead and say that too, yeah. He did it. He did it. And he's going to explain so much to me, including why she dances like that on Instagram. Okay, I, I don't know if I can watch any more spins in lingerie and wedges. I need an explanation. It's really why I created this show, to get to the bottom of what's giving me night sweats. What's giving me night sweats? Oh, that's a new little jingle. I like that. Okay, here's what's giving me night sweats this week. My son, Rio, is taking a real interest in fashion. Okay, so his identical twin brother, Dre, doesn't give a shit about any of it. Just like, don't put him anything scratchy and he's good to go. But Rio, first of all, he only wants to wear long sleeves. He now wears a watch that he asked for for Christmas. He loves to try on my jewelry, very interested in my makeup, started giving himself manicures. Like, Jason, he'll just escape to my bathroom and come out with a bold pink mani. And I'm just trying to support it in the most 2023 way I know how, right? Like, he's obviously just experimenting and expressing himself. Um, the other day, he asked if he could wear makeup to school. And I kind of like scrambled in my brain. And I just sort of said, well, you know, makeup is something that you can try on at home. But it's not something that kids wear to school. You know, maybe when you're a grown up or a teenager, you can wear some makeup to school. And one time, 
he watched me put on red lipstick. I was going out to an event and he was just sitting in the bathroom like, what is that? And I said, oh, sometimes I like to wear red lipstick for special occasions. So this past weekend, he has his first spring soccer session. Okay, he's like moved up to the next level. He has his little uniform now. We get him all dressed. He's all hyped up. Big day. Whole family is going out to the field. And as I'm about to put him in the car, he says, hold on, mommy. Runs in the house, reemerges with red lipstick all over the lips, mouth, face, teeth. And he's like beaming and just casually walks by me and jumps in the car. So Evan, who has been totally cool with all of it up until that moment, just looks at me like, you got to handle this. So I say very casually, like, oh, that looks nice. And he says, thank you. It's a special occasion. And he was not wrong. But I don't know. I couldn't send him to his first day of soccer with flaming red lipstick on. Like, could I? I don't know. I feel like a terrible mother. I told him again, like, yeah, it's a special occasion, but makeup isn't something kids wear. And maybe when he's older, he can wear red lipstick to soccer. I don't know. He was devastated. He's He's got tears running down his cheeks as I wipe off the lipstick. And I just, I don't know if I handled it right. And now, as of a week ago, he's decided he wears glasses. Okay? He does not need glasses, but he has taken my glasses with clear lenses and he wears them all day, every day to the playground at home. He just wears them for fashion, but then he tells people that they help him to see, which is not true. But that's what I say when I wear them for fashion. I say like, oh, I have a really light prescription. I am teaching him to be a liar. And now as a parent, I don't know what to do. Like, Jason, I know you're not a parent, but I, I, I'm at a loss. He insisted on wearing them to school. But of course, he wears them to school for the first time. And all the teachers are like, oh, could we speak? We noticed Rio's glasses. How is his vision? Does he need to sit closer to the board? And I'm like, no, they're for fashion. I don't know what to tell you. I let him wear a medical device to school that he does not need because I'm just trying to let him explore. And I like that he's into accessorizing. And I really only have me to blame for that. I'm actually going to remove the 12 bangles I'm wearing right now so they don't interfere with our audio as we move into the rest of the episode, because it's been a week. It's been a week, yeah. Coachella happened this weekend, and for the first time in my life, I can confidently say I had no FOMO. I had no mo. Like usually I would be looking at other people's Instagram pictures thinking, oh, that looks so fun. Wish I was there. This year I was in bed at 9 p.m. looking at girls dancing in tassels and short shorts thinking like, I am so happy to not be there. The headliner Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny baby. went on stage at 11.35 p.m. Excuse me? I need to be hard remming by 11.35 p.m. or I won't survive the week. And you know what? I'm okay with that. It's a nice place to be in life. We should all aspire to find peace in Nocella. I hope you did as well. Jason, did you feel peace in your Nocella? Uh, oh, yeah. No, I had no FOMO whatsoever. No. So today, instead of giving you Coachella reporting from the field, the literal dirt field, I am bringing you a play-by-play from my bed. Here's everything I saw at Coachella without showing my lower ass cheeks. Everything I saw at Coachella without showing my lower ass cheeks. First, after 150 artists performed on six stages, I mean, records were broken, history was made, the only thing that popped up in my feed was dark, grainy footage of Shawn Mendes kissing Camila Cabello. That was the top story. I mean, imagine being Blackpink. Like, they're the first Korean act to headline the festival. They leave blood, sweat, and tears on that main stage. But Shawn and Camila get a little drunk and make out, and that's what people are talking about. Everyone is wondering if they're going to get back together. I don't think that's what this is about, personally. I just think everyone's had a few drinks and kissed an ex. Have they not? Am I alone in that? Jason, you've done it. Uh, oh, come on. Maybe. <gasps> no? I don't think. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, sure. For sure. 
Maybe you just didn't have like you've had like dramatic breakups. Maybe that's why. Maybe if you have like a like I feel like if you have an amicable breakup with someone and you're out and you're a bit drunk and you're not seeing anybody else, it's easier to just right. kiss them. Right. Right. I don't think I've had that. Okay. Fair enough. And we just learned about your breakups. <laughs> <laughs> I just like they're they're in a dark field. Hey, I'm all for it. For me personally, I just thought it was so much more exciting watching that than watching them go for walks in Florida drinking coffee out of mugs for two years. Oh like, God. remember that? <laughs> Another hot couple getting close night after night, multiple nights, was Leonardo DiCaprio and Arena Shake. First of all, Bradley Cooper is Irina shaking. Thank you. That's his baby mama. Do you know how jealous he must be of Leo? He's got an Oscar and your girl? I just don't know if this is really a thing because Irina is 38, which is 105 in Leo years. She's literally double the age of his last girlfriend. But I don't know. Maybe she's exactly what he needs, you know? A middle-aged supermodel as opposed to an underage one. I just can't get over the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to Coachella at 48. I've always thought, you know this about me, Jason. I thought that I would leave Evan for Leo when the opportunity, I will, I will. When the opportunity presents itself, I will leave Evan for Leonardo DiCaprio. But now I'm just, I'm not sure if I can do it. You know, I've been to Coachella. It looks glamorous, but it gets cold, it's dusty, it's crowded. On top of the 11.35 performance start time, after that performance finishes, you have to wait two and a half hours to just get off the grounds at the end of every night. Like, I'm sorry, it is a schlep. And I feel like that might be a Leo deal breaker for me. I couldn't keep up with that. Sorry, Leo, you're going to have to settle on a Victoria's Secret model. Now, last week I told you Kylie and Timothee would make their glorious couple debut at Coachella, and I was wrong. I, she was, he wasn't there. She was parking her car in his garage all week. <laughs> Not a euphemism. Okay. Actually, actually, there are there's footage of her like Range Rover driving into his little driveway day in, day out. But according to an insider, and you know we love an insider, quote, Kylie decided she didn't want to make things public with Timothee this past weekend at Coachella. She really just wanted to chill and have fun with her friends. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy, you're staying home. I mean, poor guy. But according to a now viral TikTok by influencer Lauren Gray, that's actually what a lot of influencers are doing. Listen to this. Coachella's like the influencer Olympics, right? It's the place to be. But most influencers or a lot of influencers don't even go to Coachella. They'll go out to the desert, get like an Airbnb, stay with someone, get their outfits, get their hair, get their makeup, post up Coachella day one. Coachella day two. Eh. And they don't go to the festival. They don't have wristbands. So if you feel boring and sad because you're not at Coachella, just know that most of these people aren't there either. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I said I didn't have FOMO, but now I feel so much better knowing that, you know, at Summer Ray Baby spent the weekend making TikToks in a rented Airbnb, you know? That just feels good to me. And can I just mention the fashion? Because on the one hand, you had the TikTokers, the influencers out here in fringe and hats and crochet and pasties, just absolutely doing the most, giving caps lock hashtag Coachella style. But this year, their queens, okay, their idols, Kendall and Kylie, Haley Bieber, showed up doing the least. They're wearing white t-shirts, hoodies, dad hats. They're bringing Normcore to Coachella. Coachella style as we know it is over. But the best part is that nobody gave the influencers the memo. They're still out here making TikToks in thigh-high boots and denim bikinis. And that's everything I saw at Coachella without showing my lower ass cheeks. Everything I saw at Coachella without showing my lower ass cheeks. But I can't cover Coachella on this podcast without mentioning the music, the artistry, the immensely talented performers. And that's why we're playing a game of Coachella performer or Nickelodeon character. 
Okay, so Jason, my producer, has compiled a list of names. I have to guess if it's someone who performed at Coachella or a Nickelodeon cartoon character. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. Okay, first, Uncle Waffles. Uncle Waffles. I mean, you got to go Nickelodeon character. Nickelodeon character. Wrong. She's a DJ and record producer no. from South Africa. No. Performed at Coachella. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. What's next? Uh, okay. How about Timmy Turner? Timmy Turner. Okay. This is, gosh, this feels like it, this is, this feels like someone with face tattoos. I'm going Coachella performer. Wrong. Again, uh, no. he's a character on the show The Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I forgot that there's like Nickelodeon shows outside of SpongeBob. Okay, next. Sandy Cheeks. Sandy Cheeks? Sandy 100%. 100%. This is a Nickelodeon character. This has to be a SpongeBob bikini bottom related character. Yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe easy. Uh, it's the squirrel from SpongeBob. Hey. The Texan One squirrel. for three, baby. Okay. Ooh, okay, now I'm ready. What's next? Okay, Captain Man. Captain Man? M-A-N? Yep, Captain Man. Captain Man. Ooh, that's tough. I have to go Nickelodeon on this. This is a Nickelodeon character. Correct. Yes! Superhero on the show called Danger Force. Oh, never heard of the show. Never heard of the superhero, but I love to take that point. Okay. All right, how about Horse Girl? (laughs) Come on. One word or two words? Uh, one word. Horse girl. Horse this girl. Ha- I mean, that's so ridiculous. This is somebody who performed at Coachella. Okay, you're right. It's a three-girl <laughs> a three girl rock band from Chicago. Horse girl is a three-person Heim-style rock band? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Horse girl? I mean, nobody wants to be called a horse girl. <laughs> okay, just... <laughs> Ask Sarah Jessica Parker. It's not nice. Okay, how about snail mail? Snail mail? I'm going... I, I have to... When anything is crustacean-themed, I have to go Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon character. Nope, she's a singer-songwriter. No! Snail mail? Snail mail. She performed at Coachella? Yeah. Jason, I'm failing miserably. Okay, you're 3-3. Three, three, okay. So let's do a tiebreaker. Okay, tiebreaker. Okay. This is it. Win or lose, it all comes down to this. Babs Buttman. Oh, that's real tough. Babs Buttman. This feels like it could be too R-rated for a Nickelodeon character, but it also feels like it's too stupid for a Coachella performer. Babs Buttman is a Nickelodeon character. You're right. Really? Yes. Uh, Babs Buttman is on the show Pinky Malinky. I never heard of that, but I'll take the win. Does that mean I win the whole game? Yep. It, yep. 4-3. And ladies and gentlemen, with that flawless performance, that's how you play Coachella performer or Nickelodeon character. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, this is why I had no business being at Coachella, frankly, because I never heard a horse girl. What was the other one? Uncle Waffles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm absolutely looking up Uncle Waffles after this. What's next? What's next? Okay, here are some musicians I do know. Thank you. A clip resurfaced this week from CBC Music of Lizzo defending Nickelback. Listen to this. Why do people not like Nickelback? I feel like Nickelback gets way too much I think that this is a jam. What I really am. I think they get a lot of shit because he um, had a curly blonde perm. That's the only reason why they get because this is an amazing song. Okay, amazing song, also an amazing quote. I think they get a lot of shit because he had a curly blonde perm. <laughs> I can't. And you should know, Chad Kroger, not at all offended by this. In fact, he was so fucking stoked. Okay, Nickelback posted this clip on their Instagram feed this week, in stories, in Twitter. They even invited Lizzo to their concert in Houston this summer. Like, as if no one had ever said anything nice to them before. Aww. I know. 
know. Well, here's a question. Will I get an invite to a concert if I say I'm with Lizzo? Okay, I have always shamelessly defended Nickelback because, Jason, they make hits, okay? Banger after banger. Pitbull in 2010 style hits. A photograph? Do you remember photograph? Yes, of course. I mean, but how (laughs) vividly? I remember it pretty well. (laughs) Not well enough. Listen to this. Look at this <laughs> Do you remember that? What's and the what last the one? the hell is on Joey's head? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't get it. Iconic lyricists, Jason. And then it goes into, I mean, the chorus. I mean, come on. It's hard to say goodbye, goodbye, (laughs) please. I mean, it's such a fucking jam. And don't sleep on Far Away. Jason, do you remember Far Away? I don't think so. Maybe Uh, you're about to. Oh, oh, what's that? You want to hear it? (laughs) Starts like this. Ooh, you remember that? You feel it in your soul. And then it hits you with this. You know. Come on, you remember this. Uh, I love you. Right? I mean, you're slow dancing. Please. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, this part? Dreaming. By the way, when we did that uh, Spirit of Pitbull episode and it was just uh, me playing YouTube videos from 2010 and singing along, Evan said this is either the worst or the best piece of podcasting I've ever heard. I think he was leaning on worse. But you know what? We're doing it again. Okay, because these are jams. And I truly think Lizzo is right. I do think... The problem with Nickelback is that they came up in the early 2000s, like just after Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, who were way cooler bands. So they look mainstream by comparison. And truly, I mean, there is nothing cheesier than that curly blonde bob with the black goatee. Like Chad Kroger as the front man was tough. It was tough. It really felt like he was kind of a nerd just trying to look like a rock star. Like, graphic tees, leather cuffs, never met a low-rise true religion gene he didn't pair with a studded belt. And he was it. Like, I wouldn't recognize a single other guy in that band. It was just Chad Kroger. And then he got a nose job, and I could barely recognize him. But they sort of became the thing to make fun of during that time. Like, I have been making Nickelback jokes for approximately 15 years. I feel like everybody has. It's just so easy, mostly because they're so so successful. You know, like, you can't make fun of Horse Girl playing stage six at Coachella, but you can make fun of a band who sells 50 million records. You know, it's easier. It's It's like making jokes about Kim Kardashian. You can do it because she's obviously way prettier and more successful than you are, you know? But trust me, like Lizzo, I have also loved them all along. I'm also going to throw this into the mix. Creed. Jason, do not at me. This is a (laughs) fucking jam. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh. Can you? Can you? I don't think so. Peak music. Peak music. Creed's higher. Like Pitbull's Timber. Peak music. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Scott Sapp, by the way, lead singer of Creed, one of my childhood crushes. It was Elvis Stoiko and Scott Sapp of Creed. Should we play more or should I move on? I mean, I've got arms wide open, all queued up. No? Move on? Okay. What's next? What's next? Chad? I like Googled his nose job and when he cut his hair short, he's he's handsome. Um, Jason? You're just talking to me in between our recording beats. I'm absolutely putting that into the show. <laughs> no. I'm putting 
Rob, our technical producer, I'm, put that in the show. I'm texting you a picture right put now. It, put it in. Of the I'm opening your... T- put it in. I'm looking at a picture of Chad Kroger with frosted tips <laughs> and Khloe Kardashian's nose. And I'm not... It's not taking me high. The 2014 one, you... That... He's good no, looking not, there. Absolutely, Jason. That I listen, I'm all for your thoughts, and that's why this is gonna remain in the show. This is a safe space where everybody can contribute. <laughs> and and I'm here to to receive your thoughts. So thank you for that. I actually would argue that he's more handsome with the long hair. But we could go on all day. Thank you, Jason. This past week, Mark Consuelos, Kelly Ripa's hot husband, started his new job as hot co-host on Kelly's morning show, now appropriately called Live with Kelly and Mark. I also want you to know that Jason wrote that intro. Oh my God. <laughs> uh. Jason, you love a post-op uh, Chad Kroger and <laughs> Mark Consuelos. <laughs> Is this accurate? Post-op Is that, are we- Chad Kroger, yeah. Yeah, we're painting a vivid picture of you on today's app, Jay. Okay. Well, Hot Mark has taken over for Ryan Seacrest. And the first thing that you asked me when we were talking about this was, could I work with my husband every day? Right? Yeah. Do you mean like on television? Yeah. Like it seems like just like a lot. Morning, noon, and night. Right. The same person. I mean, uh, please, my husband would be so uh, terrible on television. He doesn't even want to appear on my Instagram stories. He like, you know, he gets nervous to talk in a microphone when I drag him on this show. Nobody wants to see that. But Evan and I have worked together off camera. That's how we met. Fun fact, he edited. He was working as an editor. He edited my demo tape for MTV. Um, I got the job and now we have three kids. So I do love when we get to work together with each other. I'm not sure I could do it every day on a, a public morning show. But For Kelly, I get it. You know, she's been doing this show for 23 years. She had to replace Regis. Then she had to replace Michael Strahan, which she was pissed about. Now she has to replace Ryan Seacrest, and she's just over it. She doesn't want to have to do the chemistry tests and have the rotating co-hosts. She's just like, give my husband a job, and we'll call it a day. We'll carpool. We'll file a joint tax return. I feel like this is just a decision that makes her life easier, and I love her, so I support it. Uh, I did see the first episode, and it was okay. He is hot, Jason. He is hot. But I don't think he's very funny. I also just think it sort of limits the banter when you live together. It's less of like a what-did-you-do-last-night energy because they both did whatever it was together. But I do think it'll get better. These things take time. I am not the only one who feels that way. Some people are loving it. Others are calling the banter sort of fake and stilted. They say they don't have great chemistry, which, LOL, they've been married for 27 years. If you don't have great chemistry now, I'm not sure that's going to develop over time. The biggest criticism they got was from people saying they showed too much PDA on screen, which like... People were going crazy. Someone tweeted, gross, I can go to the mall and watch teenagers kiss less, which is amazing. I personally don't mind the PDA. I feel like you celebrate it. You know, they've been married for 27 years and they're still heavy petting enough to get complaints. That is called marriage goals. Plus, I feel like this is nothing for them. You know, this week they said their kids blogged them on Instagram because they post too many sexually suggestive photos together. And a few weeks ago on Kelly's new podcast, they had a very revealing, probably too revealing conversation with their marriage counselor. So the podcast is called Let's Talk Off Camera, which is funny because here they are talking about what they do on camera sexually While they're apart from each other. We had sexual rituals that were so ludicrous over over FaceTime, but I became so alarmed at my appearance (laughs) over FaceTime that I started rigging the computer to hang from a ladder. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I hung the computer over a ladder so that I could look up to Mark so that he did not have to see what gravity was actually doing you get really close to yourself in in uh situations where you're separated from your husband for long periods of time yeah i mean it's a lot of information 
It is a heavy visual. I'm just imagining her spread eagle under the computer hanging from a ladder. Maybe I don't need to know that about the woman who greets me with a smile and a wrap dress in the morning. But it's a podcast. And as we have learned on this one, you can and should talk about everything. And if I was in my 50s and had been with someone that hot for that long, and I'm still FaceTime sexting them, I would also find a medium to brag about it. So good luck to Kelly and Hot Mark. You are the Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy of our time. (laughs) Jason, should I mention that he's hot one more time? Uh, One more time, yeah. Uh, I was referring to Mark Consuelos. Very hot. What's next? What's next? Oh, as I'm sure you appreciate, we like to keep you updated in the world of penis on this podcast. And this week, we've got another major penis update. Major penis update. Pete Davidson, owner of an infamously large penis, who is the inspiration for the term big dick energy, is now revealing his peen isn't actually that big. He was on the Breakfast Club radio show, and he said this. It's a very normal-sized penis. It's like, you know, not too big or too small. It's just like, you know, I don't understand that. It's just like big enough to enjoy and not big enough for it to hurt. Okay. Is, Is what I was told. I mean, now I'm just even more confused. Because average dick energy isn't getting this guy's supermodels. So what is it? Plus, why say this? You know, why not just let the world go on thinking you have a monster dick? (laughs) Why take away our happiness? Get it? Happiness? (laughs) And that's your major penis update. Major penis update. Wow! I can't can't handle you saying monster <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say <laughs> I could barely say it. Monster dick. Monster dick. <laughs> this show is so dumb. <laughs> Moving on. You're going to want to get your book club ready, bitch. Because Britney Spears' memoir is finished. A new report just came out from, quote, publishing insiders who say the book is ready. They've read it. It should be released this fall. It's said to be a, quote, brutally honest, inspiring and groundbreaking instant bestseller that will, quote, shake the world. Can you take me higher? Like that kind of shake the world. This is big news since... Nobody really knew if the book was happening, you know? No one knew if she would ever sort of speak out in any way about everything that went on. Because when Britney was finally freed from her 13-year conservatorship, she was inundated, obviously, with interview requests, book deals, sit-down specials. But she turned it all down and eventually came out and said this. I have offers to do interviews with Oprah and so many people, lots and lots of money, but it's insane. I don't want any of it. For me, it's beyond a sit-down proper interview, and my heart would just want to stand up in my family's faces and scream and cry and throw a tantrum and, and might even spit in their fucking faces. Fuck yeah. Oops, I spit in their fucking faces. I mean, she's so angry and rightfully so. There wasn't enough money to get her to sit down with Oprah, but turns out million was the magic number for a tell-all memoir. That's how much she's allegedly getting for this book. And Britney fans are, like, truly losing their minds about it. So I thought I would call the biggest Britney fan on planet Earth to find out more about the book, her husband, who I don't trust, why she dances topless on Instagram, so much more. Let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am calling Jordan Miller. He runs one of the largest Britney fan sites called BreatheHeavy.com. He was featured in the bombshell Netflix documentary Britney vs. Spears. And above all else, he is literally credited for starting the hashtag Free Britney movement. I feel like you'd have a Britney Spears ringtone happening here, don't you? Hello? Hi, Jordan. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you taking a second to chat with me today. Oh my gosh, the feeling is mutual. As the phone was ringing, I was speculating, do you have a Britney ringtone? 
I don't, you know, if they started making those in 2023, you know, I'd be down. Wait, do they not make them anymore? Is that a question from like 2014 that I just <laughs> asked? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, my phone's on silent usually. So maybe they do. Okay. I'm a grandpa and I'm out of the loop. So. Oh, um, my God. If, if you're knows, a grandpa, I mean, I'm I'm in the grave. So <laughs> you are the biggest Britney fan in the world. Did you agree to take my call, Jordan, because you saw my podcast artwork? Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate the nod to Brittany. It was super cute to see that. I appreciate the Brittany synergy we got going on. So much Brittany synergy. I nailed that. Did I not nail it? Coming from you, I need to know. 100%, a total serve. Thank you. <laughs> Some people don't get the reference, by the way. They just think I'm in my underpants holding a Teletubby, which is, it's it's shameful. No. I, those are people I don't want to associate with. Yeah, agreed. But it's a total Luke. Even if you even if you don't know what you're looking at, it's, it was a serve. <laughs> oh, a Luke and a serve. Okay, <laughs> since you're teaching me words already, what should I call you? Would you call yourself a Britney expert, a super fan, a stan? Like, what term are you comfortable with? I kind of see myself as... Someone who um, oversees and runs uh, a Britney Spears community that has a lot of influence on the internet. Um, mm. I know that's a bit wordy, um, but yeah, there's plenty of like Britney fandom to go around. So I feel kind of like strange kind of taking that um, that title. I want to share it like Regina, George, and just break the crown and share with all of us. <laughs> oh, Jordan, that's very generous. But I want to get to know your level of love let's call it that love. okay sure what is the wildest super fan thing that you have done and this is a safe space like i have actually taken off backstreet boys underpants and handed them to the backstreet boys for them to sign okay there's no shame here you win <laughs> really um, yeah you know it's like i'm in an interesting position because breathe heavy is good oh so let's back up real quick so breathe yes. heavy is yes. a britney spears community mm -hmm. um there's about on average, like a million unique visitors per month to the site, to the community. Wow. Um, so it's it's pretty influential in the Britney space. It's going to be 20 years old next year. So it's been on the wow. internet like during when MySpace was created and like pre-social media. So it's my flex is like I've had a Britney Spears community <laughs> for almost for two decades. For 20 years. That beats the underpants uh. almost. Yeah. Before we dive in. To all of it, um, you know, you obviously have an appreciation for her vast, extensive catalog of hit music. I have a vast love for surprising my guests with high stakes games. So I'm going to play a game with you. It is called You Against the Music. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to play you, Jordan, the first two to three seconds of a Britney song. You have to tell me what it is as soon as you know it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. This is You Against the Music. Song number one. Oh, he's dancing. Boys. For bonus points, can you name the album? Britney. That is correct, and it's too easy. Next song. He's dancing. Dun, 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 dun. Heaven on Earth from Blackout. That's correct! <laughs> okay, that took you a little longer. I'm going to see if I can stump you with song number three. Okay, let's see. I taste you in the Backstreet Boys matches with Britney. Oh my God, how relaxed he was <laughs> naming the bonus track. Oh yeah. Off of the Glory album, Featuring the Backstreet Boys. That was an A.J. McLean mm -hmm. uh, vocal, if I'm not mistaken. Was it not? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I have two more. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Can't remember what I did. Oh, he knows the Blur. words. Blur from yes! Circus. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. I'm so okay. sorry. People have to hear me sing. But no, please. You got to work it out. out. You got to work it out. I played this game with Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, and he was singing his way through, too. You oh know? But he's a singer. <laughs> well, you can listen to the episode and uh, decide for yourself. <laughs> okay, last but not least. I've just begun. From In The Zone. Oh, my God. Five out of five. <laughs> five out of five. Ding, 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 ding. Damn. Were you nervous? Did that make you nervous? Yeah, my heart was racing a little bit. Yeah, the website would have got, the 20-year-old website would have got shut down immediately if you had fucked that up. 
Five out of five. Okay, now we trust you, Jordan. Now we're in. <laughs> Does Brittany know? I mean, knowing how many, how long your site has been around and how many people visit every month, does Brittany know who you are? Yeah, I mean, I've met her in Vegas um, once upon a time, oh. like in 2007, the night uh-huh. before her um, VMA's performance, actually. Okay. And there's been breadcrumbs over the years of like, she's been visiting Breathe Heavy. <gasps> Okay. And when you met her in Vegas, what was the circumstance? What was the context? Um, it was because um, she had been following Breathe Heavy. Um, and Whoa. like, long story short, I was one of the only places at the time. So let's like go down memory lane for a second. Uh-huh. 2007 is like peak tabloid culture and like a pretty um, turbulent year for Britney. Mm-hmm. Breathe Heavy was really one of the only places that just straight up like rooted for her from like a kind pure place Mm. i've made some missteps along the way but for the most part like i i can look back and be like i've always tried to to have her best interests at heart and back in the day like at that time nobody did i mean we all saw you were in the netflix documentary britney versus spears we saw how cruel everybody was i'm sure i made terrible jokes i was on mtv at that time so but then you didn't because back in 2007 2008 you were one of the first to speak out against britney's conservatorship you wrote about her dad Jamie uh, Spears, you kind of wrote about these evil things that he was doing. Were there any repercussions when you posted that? Yeah, absolutely. He um, threatened to sue me, for one. No. And he called me and screamed at me <gasps> um, and told me he was going to destroy me. <gasps> he said that? I'm going to destroy you? That was a direct? He said, I'm going to destroy your ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. And yeah, at the time, I was like, I think, 19 or 20 years old. And so <gasps> it was terrifying because... Obviously, because he has immense influence and power and money. And at that point, he was like her conservator. right? And so he had the resources to be able to, to crush me. Um, and so I had to close Breathe Heavy down. And I did. And I wrote a letter basically explaining, like, this isn't my choice. This is just something I'm being forced to do. And then a couple of days later, I was so heartbroken. I was like, I just refuse like i i see what's going on how they're like trying to they're controlling her and all of this like chaos and i just refuse to be sucked into that um vortex i was like i have this platform i'm just going to use it and i'm going to speak out against it i hired a lawyer pro bono (gasps) and i was like i guess we're doing this oh my god unfortunately he you know he never followed up i don't know explicitly why but like from a bird's eye view it's just it's not a good look to sue like a fan um it's just not a good look (laughs) yeah right that's fair but that phone call from him those lawsuit threats that must have confirmed for you that something shady was going on yeah and is that what sort of drove you to start the hashtag free britney movement because you're credited with starting it yeah so a couple things like one that didn't exclusively drive me because i look back on that and at the time i still recognize that would had that drove me, you know, his his reaction to me, I think that I would have been acting out of place of fear. Mm. It was more so what drove me is I just felt this was such a huge injustice to Britney. And uh, she didn't have too many um, outlets that were shining light on this because at the time right. it was still so new that a lot of the media outlets, in my opinion, kind of just were reporting neutrally on just what was going on. And it took a really long time for people to kind of question, I think, in the mainstream media of what this was. Mm. And I wasn't e-news, for example. Like, I was able to have way more of a critical eye because I was, uh, Breathe Heavy was a fan site. Mm. Also, with that said, even though he, you know, threatened to sue me and all that, um, and just there was other things along the way, I still for a really long time, like, I'm talking like 10 plus years, question like whether my coverage on the conservatorship through the lens of it being unjust and corrupt was the right thing to be doing. Just because I am not in the inner circle, I'm not a part of her medical team, like, I don't, I didn't truly know, all I could see Mm -hmm. was the smoke kind of in the air and went off of a gut feeling. So you doubted yourself, doubted yourself, doubted yourself. And I think we all now know that your gut feeling was right. So you started Hashtag Free Britney, which started an entire movement, which got worldwide attention, which shed light on Britney's situation, which ultimately led to her being freed from her 13-year conservatorship. So ultimately, you... Jordan single-handedly freed Britney Jean Spears. Is that fair to say? No, you know, I appreciate that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I, w- I would say that it was certainly like a huge team effort. Like it literally required millions of people around the world. It, it required international attention. Mm. I look at myself more as like kind of sparking the initial flame to the whole thing. Right. When I was saying free Britney, it was actually pre hashtags. Hashtags weren't even a thing. So there was no hashtag free Britney at that point. It was just the term free Britney that I was writing at in the end of my post and all that. Um, and it really took like a lot of dominoes to kind of topple over throughout the years. But I, I do, I, I will give myself like, quote unquote, some props on the back for, for being, you know, relatively young and seeing something that I felt was unjust and having a platform to speak out against it and then also doing so. What was it that you saw? What was that initial thing? You're this 19 year old kid. You have the website. Like, what did you see that made you go, oh, shit, this is not right? Well, for one, I mean, the conservatorship legally stripped her of her basic civil liberties. Right. It's like you look at that, but then you also see her recording an entire album and embarking on a a worldwide tour and giving interviews and launching a clothing line and also, you know, being a mom to her two kids. Um, So there was all of these other things that she's juggling that completely do not portray someone who would typically be in a conservatorship, which Mm. they're typically meant for people who are essentially incapacitated. She's clearly capable of some of these really high pressure situations and handling it with such grace and also passion. Um, But behind the scenes, it was like she's deemed as someone who's not able able to take care of herself. Therefore, let's strip her of all of her rights so she can't make any decisions for herself so we can kind of continue to keep the machine going and then also silence her from being able to speak out against it. And so it was just like the perfect storm for to really try to take advantage of somebody, I couldn't look away. I'm blown away that you caught all that and noticed all that. And oh, Because I remember at that time just being like, ah, she shaved her head. Ah, she's crazy. Like just getting swept up in the narrative. So you are not going to take credit for freeing Britney, but I'm going to give you credit. Uh, Jordan single-handedly freed Britney, everybody. Okay, before we get to the book, there are a few things about Britney that keep me up at night. I need you to explain them. Okay. What is going on with Britney's Instagram? Uh huh. Why is the name on her account River Red? Mm. Why is there so much dancing in underpants? Like, just what is happening? Yeah, I'm, you know, on the same page with everyone else. Um, but I also just view her content um, kind of from afar. And just when I see her post and she's, dancing and smiling and changing her Instagram username. Every Just everything she does at this point, I'm like, yes, get it, girl. Like, you do you. You've had 13 plus years of yeah. not being able to do this. If you want to take your bikini top off in Mexico and roll around mm. the beach and, and enjoy that did. warm summer sand, girl. Yeah. Do it. Do you know? it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> That's a fresh perspective, right? She is owning all areas of her life, yeah. including the content she's putting out in the world. And you're absolutely right. If she wants to dance in a thong and wedges, then she should. Do it. Exactly. Do it. Um, what do you think about her fiance, Sam Asgari? Is there anything nefarious going on there? I know he's an emotionally charged figure in all of this, but um, I've had a few brief exchanges with him. Um, and from afar, I think that I like him and I think he's doing his own thing. He's trying to be an actor, you know, Mm -hmm. not trying, he's acting, he's Mm -hmm. into fitness. Um, I respect that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like him. Oh my God. I love that you like him and I want them to keep trying to have a baby because that baby will be so cute. Yes. Ah, gorgeous. Okay. I met Brittany when she was a judge on X Factor And Jordan, Mm -hmm. I interviewed her. She was so um, dead in the eyes. It was scary. It was like speaking to someone who, it was like Weekend at Bernie's. Like there was nothing, you're too young for that reference. (laughs) There was nothing going on there. And at a certain point they said, sorry, we have to pause the interview. Brittany has to go take a nap. And this was at like 8 p.m. at night, and I just sat there waiting for an hour and a half until she was done her nap, and we resumed the interview. What was going on at that time? Because I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was at an X Factor taping as well once, and I also um, went to one of her like her like very first show for the Femme Fatale tour, which is like that same time period. Yeah, and I also remember 
seeing her perform on stage and also thinking kind of like, wow, she just doesn't seem like um, the Britney that I grew up with. Yes. Looking back, you know, she's mentioned multiple times that she was drugged. Mm. And I hate that I even just kind of said that, to be honest. Um, But, you know, they that's what they were doing to her. And Mm -hmm. that kind of medication can do that to you Mm -hmm. from her own words. You know, even Brittany recently said it makes you feel like drunk. Um, Mm -hmm. Just it it just kind of puts you outside yourself. That is what it felt like to me. Yeah. And it's super fucked up. It's like beyond fucked up. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I live a block away from the house where she married K-Fed in. Oh, wow. And Jordan, you need to know it recently went on the market and you better believe I was first at the open house. (laughs) I'm like comparing the Us Weekly photos to the space I'm looking at. And I was appalled that nowhere on the listing did it say house where Britney married K-Fed. I felt that was a selling point. So I'm walking around the open house just like telling anyone who will listen. I'm like, did you... You like that bathroom? Yeah, it's a great. Did you know that this is where Britney married KFET? And I either like completely creep people out or I increase the value of the home. I'm not sure. Tenfold. <laughs> Things like that throughout the years, I've been so cautious against doing um, and like really just being like a total stand because because of the position I'm in with Breathe Heavy. Um, I never want to come off like, so I'm going to live vicariously through you and stand. <laughs> oh, you're going to let me do the creepy stand things and then I can just report back to you. I no, see no. how this relationship is going to work. Hey, I'm bad. here for it all the time. The owner of the house caught me taking pictures uh, with my children of the house. I mean, it's been, it's, you, you know, I have no shame. That was the juicy couture tracksuit moment outside of that house. Like I wanted, I just wanted to taste. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wish I was there. I'm a little upset. <laughs> well, if it ever goes on the market again, I will low key let you know. We don't have to tell anyone, but you can absolutely own a piece of Britney history. Does that sound <laughs> like a plan? I'm uh, totally down. If okay. if I had a cool 10 million, um, <laughs> I'd be in. Jordan, I phoned you because I wanted to ask about this book. Uh I I mean, she is writing a book. Finally, it's been confirmed this week that it's done. It's coming out. Can I just ask you about the book in general? I feel like wouldn't it have been easier to just do a sit-down interview with a heavy hitter, with an Oprah, a Diane Sawyer, me on Uh this podcast? (laughs) You know, um, actually... I, I don't think so. I actually hmm. think that the the book route um, could provide some opportunities to be um, a bit therapeutic. Right. Um, but I think there are elements to that of kind of purging all of this emotion. And I think that a sit down is just a very high pressure, high stakes situation. And it opens the door for people to criticize her even more than they already do. Ah. But ultimately, this isn't what the media outlets want. It's what Brittany wants to be able to share with the people. And I think that the book route is going to be able to give people a lot more of an in-depth explanation and also do so in a way that's more curated so she can actually get her thoughts out and then it can be kind of edited and iterated on and refined so that people Mm. really truly grasp the gravity of what she went through versus like these sound bites that are going to just flood Twitter and social media um, so I, I think this was like, I think this is a good path. Okay. I like that you like it. Is she writing it? Because I've seen her Instagram captions. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know like the ins and outs of if she's actually putting pen to paper. Um, I have seen reports that there's a ghost writer involved. Um, right. I would imagine that's the case. A lot of celebrities tend to do that because she's, you know, not that she's not able to write and that she's not a good writer, but, you know, she's a pop superstar. Like right. that's that's where she, you know her focus that's her has strength. all yeah exactly that'd yes. be like asking me to go on stage like I wouldn't have the the experience to be able to do so in the way that I think you know she obviously that she could yeah there is no shame in having a ghostwriter and yeah. we want you know we want to hear the story and it's in in the richest way that it can be told we mm-hmm. don't just want you know the emojis and exclamation marks so I'm glad that there is a ghostwriter but they really are saying she's not holding back it said this book will shake the world mm-hmm. what do you think she's going to include in the book what else are they going to say whoever these inside sources you know are um, you know, that's kind of like how it goes. I'm not right. the headline being like, it's, it's I, it's, a- 
It's all okay. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm going to start using Shake the World to promote everything I do. This episode with Jordan will shake the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, like, even though those are kind of buzzworthy terms, I actually do think it's going to create a lot of ripples because her story is so unique. There's never been any story like this ever. And for her to finally have the opportunity to um, share what has gone on from her own perspective, you know, we've all been viewing Brittany through this own lens that we've created. And I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of digest information in long form that is from her own perspective. And mm. we get these little bite-sized pieces of, of who she is through her Instagram captions um, but oftentimes that requires a bit of um, discerning and deciphering right. what, what, it, what it all means. And so I, uh -huh. think, I think a book is a great way to kind of like stop and smell the roses and just like take a second to fully digest um, the magnitude of, of her saga. Totally. And did you mean to say stop and smell the rose emojis? Because she uses those. <laughs> She uses those a we lot. We love those. Yeah, honestly, we love them. The more emojis, the better. The better. We all know that she has this very broken relationship with her family, understandably so. We played a clip earlier where she said she wants to quote spit in their fucking faces. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Do you feel like this book? I mean, is anyone in her family safe? Like, is this sort of her revenge? Um, I don't think anyone in her family is safe, but I don't also see this as any type of revenge. Mm. If anything, this is what the justice part of everything looks like um, because she hasn't received that justice per se in court quite yet. Yes, right. she's free from the conservatorship, but um, for the most part, all of these nefarious characters who got away with all of it are still running around um, without repercussions. And in right. fact, there's still there's still legal proceedings with her father going back and forth. And it's just like, let her go. Let her Ugh. go. Let her be free from all of this um trauma. And and so in that's in that regard, I think that this book does serve as a sense of of justice versus revenge. What do you think the legal repercussions should be for her father, for those involved? You know, I can't comment per se on that but i do what i would like to see is remorse he's gone on the record to bring her down and tear her down um but never gone on the record to show any sort of remorse apologize mm -hmm. at the very mm -hmm. least it's like let's start there but yeah. you know, ultimately you know I, I haven't kept up with jamie spears at all but you know here and there with some paparazzi photos will surface and he just does not look good Mm -hmm. And clearly this um, situation has taken a toll on him. Oh, like he looks worse than the Jamie Spears I know in my head? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was like, I was like kind of shocked to see that, um, mm. see some of these photos and, but not surprised at the right. same time. Right. A book title hasn't been released. So I came up with some ideas and I thought I could just pitch them to you and you tell me what you think. I'm ready. Let's do it. First title, Stronger Than Yesterday. <laughs> you know, I like that, but I think that um, there was like some rumblings of like a show. If she came back to Vegas, it would be titled that. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I have more. Sometimes I run. Sometimes I write a book. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to fit on the cover. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. She's so lucky she's an author. Yes. Oh, he likes that it. That one's the star. <laughs> okay. So I won't pitch you my last one, which is just if you seek a book. <laughs> <laughs> Does it spell a curse word? If not. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Okay. She's so lucky she's an author is what we're going with. So yeah. congratulations to Brittany. You don't even have to think about that part. Yes. We just named it for you. <laughs> he freed you. Send a royalty I named her your away. Book. Absolutely. Please. Jordan. I wanted a piece of you and I got it. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're just like so sweet and so thoughtful. And the way that you care about this person through how you speak about her and through what you have been doing for 20 years, it's so um, endearing and lovely and just kind. And I'm so grateful that I was able to meet you and talk to you. Thank you. Honestly, all I've ever wanted to do with Breathe Heavy and um you know talking about britney is just be exactly that be kind be positive i know it's very cheesy to say that but it's really in my opinion 
easy to just be shitty and negative mm. and just tear mm. people down. And I just am not in a position to do that. And I don't want to be. And I just want people to perceive me in the way that you just described. So I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for giving me the call. And I look forward to our next little chat together. Oh, please. Any time. And there will be another chat, okay? I'm calling you back when the book comes out. You can find Jordan at Jordan Miller and at Breathe Heavy on all platforms. Go to breatheheavy.com for all Britney, all pop news all the time. Um, Jordan, how does Britney say goodbye? It's goodbye, bitch. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm hanging up now, Jordan. It's goodbye, bitch. <laughs> Take it easy. Thank you so much. <laughs> you too. Bye. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's Jordan Miller, bitch. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, I hope that Jamie Spears hears this episode and calls me up and tells me he's going to kick my ass. That's what I hope from this episode. I mean, can you imagine how terrifying that would be as a 19-year-old boy running a website in the MySpace era? Wow, wow, wow. (gasps) Well, thank you, Jordan. I'm absolutely calling him. He's going to be my, like, Cliff's notes when the book comes out. I'm going to be reading in one hand and having Jordan on the phone in the other. After the break, I'm getting criticized for something very private, very personal that I do in the bathroom. I'm checking your voicemails next. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are back and I live for your voicemails, okay? My number is in the description of this episode or you can leave me a voice memo on Instagram. Usually the calls I get are from Canada, sometimes the US, but this week's call is long distance, baby. Let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hey, Jesse, this is Luna from Italy. I've been following you ever since I lived in Toronto and watched the after show. And oh, my God, it was my favorite thing ever that year. Anyway, so you mentioned using the toilet paper after the bidet. And being an Italian, I'm quite the expert about bidet. So I was confused and I consulted several friends, Italian, American, Irish, British, Everybody agrees that if you use toilet paper, you do it before the bidet, if at all, because afterwards you're clean and so you just use a towel to dry your perfectly clean butt. So what's up with that? Please clarify because I'm I'm perplexed. Oh, okay. Luna, 
Thank you for blessing us with this message, with this accent. I would like to add Luna to our collection of people saying funny words in different accents. Can I do that? Because in the past three weeks, we've had an Australian man saying anus, anus. a British man saying the male Jabberwocky, the male Jabberwocky, and now an Italian woman saying perfectly clean butt, <laughs> perfectly clean butt. I'm sorry. This is actually, this is an international podcast. Uh, what the United Nations does for world peace, phone a friend does for words about private parts. <laughs> what Luna is referring to is a couple of episodes ago, I said, it was a flex, okay? I said I used a bidet at a hotel and I mentioned that I used toilet paper afterwards. So Luna is saying that after consulting with her friends from all over the world, She's come to the conclusion that I am uncultured trash. And you know what? She's right. She's right. Luna, can you take me higher? I don't know how to use a bidet. I didn't know what I was doing. I definitely didn't know if or when I should wipe. And I was too scared to wipe my perfectly clean butt. Perfectly clean butt. On a hotel towel. But now I know. Now we all know, Luna, the proper bidet etiquette. The etiquette. Thank you. Is to wipe bidet, then dry your perfectly clean butt with a towel. Or just skip the wipe, just bidet, and towel off. And if anyone questions you, you tell them, Luna, your Italian friend told you how it's done on the internationally acclaimed podcast, Phone a Friend. Thank you, Luna. Thank you for finally bringing some real culture to this show for a change. And thank you for paying the long distance fee to leave this message and for listening all the way from Italy with your perfectly clean butt. Perfectly clean butt. Jason, I feel like we should end this episode with either Nickelback, Creed, or Britney. What's your vote? Uh, you, I mean, voting Britney, but I feel oh. like okay, Nickelback what song? feels right. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Let's go classic Nickelback. I mean, poor Britney Spears. We just talked about her for 30 minutes and then we're ending the episode with Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, I want to thank you for listening, leaving five stars, sharing on Instagram, telling your friends. It really means the world to me. Huge thank you to Jordan Miller, first and foremost, for freeing Britney, but also for taking my call today. I hope you have an amazing week. Jason, have a great week. We'll talk next Thursday. And now I have to go clean Rio's fashion glasses so he doesn't actually need glasses from looking through dirty fake ones. Bye! Rio, take it away. Phone the Friend was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yamba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanost from Badwin Soundclash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.